Day two of the African World Economic Forum in Durban, and there's a lot going on. Zimbabwean President Robert Mugabe spoke earlier. President Jacob Zuma's also just been speaking. So we'll get all the latest on that with Stephen Curtis coming up right now. Stephen, you're in Durban first at the World Economic Forum. What exactly has President Jacob Zuma been saying there? Yeah, Mandy, he stopped speaking about half an hour ago now, and he was talking essentially doing the official welcome, um, talking about the future of Africa, talking about investment and growth in Africa. He said a few interesting things. He said he sort of ended off the speech by saying that Africa is rising and African leaders are rising to the occasion. And Dewey Mazibuka had a very different view on that yesterday. Um, but the president also explaining how he feels that in some cases African leaders do need to do more to encourage what he called soft borders. He made the point that Africa's borders were not created by people on this continent, but as as he put it, by other interests. I think we know what he means. Um, He was talking uh, really just to sort of welcome, so talking generally and and sort of generalities, making economic points, saying that because Africa is a young population, is probably better poised for growth than other parts of the world. Nothing really surprising. It's exactly the kind of welcome address you would expect from a president at a situation like this. And then, Stephen, it also appears there's been some drama between the former finance minister, Trevor Manuel, and the chair of Eskom, Baldwin Gubane. What happened? Well, there was a session about corruption, and Lynn Brown, the public enterprises minister, was there. Uh, Trevor Manuel, he's chairman of uh, Old Mutual now, of course, he was there. Um, various other people, Stumod Lamini. Um, and uh, uh, Trevor Manuel basically started off by saying that what we really need is a proper judicial commission of inquiry into state capture and he said we have a public protector's report it found that our soes are a nest of corruption was the way he put it and you know lynn brown is sitting right next to him and then he went on to say a little later he said the chairman of eskim is here um and we know and we've seen in the public space how Marcella coco the ceo of eskim has had these strong claims against him and yet is not suspended and what he's referring to is a sunday Times story mandy a few weeks ago that shows how Matilda Koko's stepdaughter, who lives in the same home as he does, um, she's the director of a company called Impulse International, and they were basically bidding for coal contracts with Eskim, and there seems to have been a deal at least worth at least a billion rand. And Engobani, from where I was sitting, I could see he was quite incensed by this. So afterwards, I went to Ingobani and I asked him for his reaction to those comments by Trevor Manuel. Uh, I was a bit disturbed by Trevor Manuel uh, attacking us publicly, you know, on the issue of the impulse tender. We have strict conflict of interest declaration processes, and we have instituted an inquiry in, in terms of how compliance with our declaration of interest rules was concerned. We cannot suspend an official purely from spe- uh, speculation or statements in the press. We have to have a, a clear case so that it's not challengeable in court or in any commission. But surely the question is, even on his own version, he's changed the facts. On the first version he gave to the Sunday Times, he didn't know that his stepdaughter was a director of this company, and then he changed that version, and then we have the evidence of the phone calls that were made. At the very least, a precautionary suspension, surely. No, 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 no. I mean, the point is, you cannot say someone spoke to a supplier so many times. I get phone calls from, I just got an invitation to go to France, and I refused it. I'm sorry to have to say this, because of the perceived conflict of interest that might arise, because these people will be bidding for a nuclear program. So, 
when people say you are talking to someone, it's not because you necessarily want to initiate the conversation. It's part of the business process. So to act, but to act on someone, you must have clear evidence. Otherwise, it sullies their name. And, of course, they can also take you to court for uh, breaching the Employment Act, etc. Uh, Dr. Ngabani, I'm sorry to, to press you on this, but was Marcelo Koko really the right person to be appointed acting CEO in the first place? Because everybody saw him lie in that carte blanche interview. He lied. The evidence is plain as day, and yet you as chairman of the board still allowed him to be appointed acting CEO. Surely a person who lies should just not be in that position. How do you know that he lied? He admitted it. He said he didn't sign the document, and then he said that he did. His, doc his signature was there. Well, well... I, I still can't say that would be ground for suspending someone if I cannot provide the evidence. Did you watch the carte blanche interview? You know the one I'm referring to? I, I, didn't, I didn't see that. But I mean, I, I've seen the, the Sunday Times, yes. But even that, you know, as I say, we established an inquiry. Let's wait for the forensic audit in terms of how compliance happened in that process. I'm sorry, sir. I, I refuse to accept that you haven't seen the carte blanche interview of last year no, that I talks about the suppliers. Everybody that. saw that. It was a matter of great public discussion. Well, you know, I say I saw the stuff in the, Sunday, in the Sunday Times. I don't sit at home and watch TV all the time. I'm a lot, I travel between provinces and so on. I, you know, I, I would probably have to have a clip on that. But I still come back to the issue. Please, South Africa must stop demonizing state institutions. Let's gather evidence, present the evidence, and then we can act. Sir, thank you for your time. Is there anything else you'd like to say? Look, this country was based on robbery and theft. Black people were robbed of their land. If the country is founded on lack of morality, as this country was over so many years through apartheid, through colonialism. Let's be careful how we deal and categorize black people and black-led institutions.